Hey there, hey there, Aaron Dunn here. Thanks for listening to the Strong Calm podcast where we talk about everything that has to do with calm, that root word that means together or in common. Most of the time we're talking about community or communication, two things that I'm so passionate about. But this time we're going to talk about being out of commission because, uh, you know, it's kind of wrapping up vacation season. About two weeks ago, my wife and I got back from vacation in beautiful Cabo San Lucas. We had never been out of the country together outside of a cruise where you dock at the port and then a lot of people uh, sell stuff to the tourists. Uh, you know that you could count that, but I don't count that. We got the passports this year. We got we booked the tickets. We flew and landed and spent four days uh, in a hotel, and uh, it was a great, great time. So we're back though. It's two weeks, and we're we're back in the in the swing of things as far as uh, the work goes. But I wanted to share with you three things that I learned from the vacation in Mexico. These are my vacay takeaways. You can see this on my blog, uh, AaronDunn.Works/slash blog and then click the link with that with that title but if you don't want to read and maybe I'm actually going to link the blog to this post uh I'm just kind of thinking on the fly I'm going to do that so then uh you know I can read to you but I'm not going to read the whole like 1400 word article I'm just going to you know give you the 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 points that I wanted uh everyone to take out and uh, perhaps act on. So I got three things to share with you, three encouragements perhaps to share with you. So I hope that you get a chance to have a vacation. This is the first real true vacation that Chelsea and I have been able to share for uh, a while. So it was it was uh, it was much needed, and we're really happy that we got to do it. And uh, you know the benefits have been abundant. So hopefully you get to uh, if you haven't already uh, get to take some much needed time off from your day-to-day hustle and um and grind so your 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 uh your endeavors so anyway let's let's get to it so uh empathize and act that is the first thing so as far as a lesson goes a note to self a lot of times i learned this a long time ago that you know, if you want to learn something, you start teaching it because uh, this this uh, mode of of writing, collecting my thoughts over the past two weeks, you know, on the plane and then just jotting down notes and, uh, you know, collecting them in my free time uh, into the blog post has helped me reaffirm these things that I want to see change in my life or if it's not change, just reaffirm the, the things that, you know, the old habits are going to die. So uh, one thing that was really, really awesome is the fact that I, it, it was clear how much of a failure I am as a citizen of the world, because as much as somebody who's passionate about language, um, you know, I have, and who lives in Texas and has had numerous opportunities to learn Spanish. I mean, we're supposed to take, we're, we have a mandatory two years of Spanish class in high school that I just kind of sloughed off in and didn't care about. <clears throat> I actually worked at a Mexican food restaurant and have worked uh, in, in high school. So I could have applied everything that I was learning in Spanish class at that time if I wasn't an immature high schooler. Uh, but then, uh, you know, I graduated and went to college and uh, or, or, well, I was, I was, you know, I went to college and didn't go to college. But anyway, uh, that's another blog post. The uh, I, I've worked with Mexican people, Spanish-speaking people, um, you know, virtually all my life. In Texas, it's there's a huge population here, and it's on pace to 
this is this is really interesting. In the next five years, the Hispanic population in Texas will overtake non-Hispanic whites to become the state's largest population group, which is pretty amazing. And that's not to say that the Hisp- every hundred percent of the Hispanic population um, speaks Spanish. That's not true. But at the same time, that means that there's the 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 minority the non-hispanic whites are going to be the minority and the majority culture that's living in Texas is going to be a group of people that a majority of which probably do speak spanish or has people speaking spanish in their family so the ability to have at least basic conversational spanish isn't just going to be valuable like on a resume it's going to be necessary uh, in in a lot of ways, and in many ways, it already is. Especially if we want to just connect with somebody or order, you know, food at all the awesome Mexican restaurants that we have, you know. So uh, this this fish of water out experience, uh, fish out of water experience uh, that that I had uh, that we had, we 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 flew into Mexico, and you know, Cabo San Lucas is a tourist city. There's a, I wouldn't say trap. You know, but tourist city, it's it's very popular. A lot of people from California just fly down south for, you know, a quick uh, vacation or what have you. And it's just a popular spot because it's beautiful. The The arch is a, you know, landmark. It, you're on the edge of the world. It's, you know, beautiful water and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's a vacation hotspot for Americans. So it's pretty easy to get around. Um, you know, if you don't have, Span- uh, if you don't speak Spanish, a lot of people know basic stuff. And, you know, if all you're doing is literally eating and drinking and relaxing, then it's pretty easy to just kind of point at a menu and say, uh-huh, yeah, thank you. Gracias. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So eat your salsa and go. Just have a little, you know, uh, peso conversion app on your phone. You're you're good to go. So it, it's not like it ruined our experience, but I felt like we were missing out on, you know, so many vibrant connections because we didn't know the, the, the language. And there's, you know, as somebody who loves language, there's so much magic in language and that, that there, there's nuances that um, only people with fluency can pick up on. And, um, that's something that I felt like I was missing out on. And then I started to feel guilty because, you know, not only did I have two years of Spanish as an opportunity, but I also had, you know, the, the, the opportunity to practice and learn alongside all of my, uh, Spanish speaking, uh, you know, friends and coworkers throughout the years. So I've, I've missed that opportunity. Then adding insult to injury. One time I had the foresight as a, as a, as a youth, this is years ago, I bought a package, $500 package of CDs. Yes. CDs. When computers still had CD ROMs, um, of uh, Fluins, which is like a Rosetta Stone competitor, and I said, you know, I, I've came into some, you know, money, and I said I'm going to invest this into learning a language. I don't know when I'm going to learn it, which is probably the first problem here is that I didn't say I'm going to learn it. I said I don't know when I'm going to learn it, but I'm going to have it, and then this is just going to be an asset that I'll have for when I'm ready. So uh, I actually bought it. But I've never used it. I, I mean, I've used it a few times, but man, as with anything that is difficult, anything that requires discipline and dedicated practice, I let it uh, fall by the wayside and the CDs just continue to collect dust. So adding insult to injury, 
not only that I'm from Texas and you know I have ample opportunity, but I've also just made the personal investment. I've missed out on this great opportunity to be able to connect with people in a very unique way. We talked to people, you know, in Mexico that were happy to see us and happy to know that they that we were from Texas because they probably they had family there and they know that there's a large population of Spanish speakers here. It's kind of like Wait, why wouldn't you speak Spanish if you live in Texas? You know what I mean? I don't know if you feel that way. You're probably like, Aaron, you're overthinking it. Who cares? I can order my enchiladas and I'm just hunky-dory happy. But for me, as an aspiring polyglot and lover of communication, I felt that there was a missed opportunity there. So I am making the decision that it's time to learn some Spanish. Because this experience, wrapping up this kind of first point, the empathize and act uh, point is that it made me realize that, you know, for a lot of immigrants that come here, they might not have the opportunities that I had. That, that I, had. Uh, I don't know what their school system's like. They probably teach English, probably. And a lot of Spanish-speaking people are bilingual uh, just because English is, you know, so dominant across the globe. But the, uh, you know, People that come over here, there are people here, and I've I've known them, I've worked with them, um, that don't that don't know English, and the the there's a degree of uncomfortability when you don't know the mother tongue in a country, you know, from the taxi drivers to 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 just to the public transit system that we use some of the time, and uh, from signs and all kinds of other things. All of a sudden, you don't know what you're looking at, you don't know where you're going, and you don't know how to discern, you know, let you know north from wherever. I, I have a hard time with that anyway. But um, the uh, it, it it can be very very uncomfortable feeling of just not knowing. You know, you're you're not only you know in a in an environment where you've never been before, you're in an environment where you've never been before and you can't communicate. So not having that ability is a scary feeling. And I can see why immigrants here, even if they're here on, on legal terms, can feel uncomfortable, alienated, and and uh, with a degree of you know otherness uh, to a greater degree because they just can't connect with other people and they don't have the opportunity to be able to do so. So it, it gave me this other lens and this ability to walk in somebody else's shoes um, of somebody from another country because, you know, I, I could connect the, the, to, to those people that just may or may not, uh, that may not know the language of English here, or at least be proficient at it. So I am uh, putting my flag in the ground, the Mexican flag. Uh, that I'm going to learn this Spanish speaking software. I've replaced uh, my social media apps uh, the, on my home screen with, with this app. And now that the blog post is live and I'm accountable to everybody on the internet, all my friends, and I've actually had somebody reach out and say, Hey, if you need help, let me know. I'm going to complete the program, uh, by the end of the year. So it's five CDs. It's like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, it's four months until um, I got to go, you know, until the end of the year. I think it's like a, a, a lesson a day is how it's set up. So really, my 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 lessons start today, um, hopefully tonight. And I'm just going to try to stay as true as I can to it. Hold me accountable. I'm going to complete the program by year's end. I won't be fluent necessarily, but I'll be, you know, taking some strides. And uh, hopefully we can, you know, uh, do a Spanish-speaking podcast one day. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I've replaced that with my, my social media on my home screen. So 
which is a sort of segue that I picked up on, uh, you know, kind of mid-speech. Uh, second point, second point. So empathize and act. Remember when you're going somewhere else, empathize with the people that are there and try to try to learn. Don't just tourist. Um, number two, uh, number B, letter one. I mean, letter two. Uh, renew your focus. That's number two. That's the second note to self lesson that I've learned uh, from this time um, from this time uh, in in Mexico. So, uh, you know, with the blog post, you know, it's kind of like ironic that I'm sharing it on social media and then I'm like, renew your focus because I'm sure if you're like me, you uh, go to social media for one thing and then all of a sudden you're on the digital equivalent of a snipe hunt and you don't know what you're looking for, why you're there and you're somehow in the dark and you're kind of feeling like a fool because you're wasting all this time because you're unfocused and it sucks because you know that's not what you want to do there's so much that you want to get done and you know perhaps social media if you're like me is part of you know your business or you're just trying to you know do some work but all of us you know but then you know uh your mom has has a poster uh you know somebody cool is like oh you know sharing some kind of cool video and you want to check it out or uh what have you but if, uh, if you're listening to this, if you happen upon this and you're still listening, you know, 13 minutes and 23 seconds uh, into this podcast, then I appreciate you because you care about what I have to say and you're exemplifying the second benefit from spending uh, that I that I've found the second benefit from spending time on vacation, which is this renewed focus and uh, what th- this is partly what uh, that. That's that's part of what you know. Vacation and time off can bring to us. So um, you know, I spend way too much time on my phone, and I decided that vacation is the perfect time to disconnect from the world. So what I did was I removed social media from my home screen. I took a few pictures and posted a few times uh, on the way, you know, into the plane and stuff. We flew out of Houston, and. Um, but uh, once I got on the plane and, you know, you got to kick on airplane mode, I was checked out and I was disciplined to, to do so. So uh, no email, no social media, no check-ins, none of that crap. Uh, we had a bunch to, to do, you know, we, we had scheduled some stuff and uh, we, I, I made the conscious effort to not pick up my phone to, to check in and it was fantastic. Just four days broke me of the constant need to to check in and you know I'm checking in and, and, and stuff uh, now but it's with this awareness of like of like okay so what are you doing Aaron what the heck are you doing you know you're, I'm not getting lost uh, you know on the snipe hunt the, on, on the digital snipe hunt um, you know I've uh, the, the time that I used to spend on this little television that we keep in our pocket, uh, was when I was there was repurposed into every moment that Chelsea and I were adventuring around Cabo. So I was realizing that I wasn't, uh, I was li- not that I don't listen to my wife cause I do <laughs> as, as she's not here. Um, I, um, I was actively listening in a, in a greater way because I didn't have these thousands of headlines bouncing in around in my head. So, you know, even though we might, you know, we, we, we mean well that we're kind of like multitasking if there's, you know, dead times or what have you, perhaps you're waiting in a line or you're waiting for something or what have you, there's nothing inherently wrong with social media, but the fact that we get all these, uh, we get all these voices bouncing around in our head 
that it causes us to be influenced by these voices and it takes our train of thought away from the current moment and it interferes and it, it, it actually zaps our brain of energy because we're thinking about these other things in the back of our mind as you know just different things come up and it keeps us from using that energy for the current moment. So I realized that as I was you know checking out that I could really focus on the excellent coffee that we were drinking that's from like four different regions of Mexico you know I, I could focus on you know the the ocean and 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 all the surroundings that you know were coming uh, coming uh, th- that I had never seen before and I could think about you know just just these different things these different ways of life that are you know happening every single day across the globe and I could it allowed my brain to kind of stop and focus and refocus on what my purpose was and what my uh, desires are to uh, you know uh, what what I hope to contribute to the world and uh, these this this uh, these experiences eventually collected into this note to self so here's so it's renew your focus but uh, this little friendly type of thing I'd like to pass along which is follow your muse not the news. Follow your muse, not the news. So I'm in front of my uh, laptop here. Hold on. So muse is the definition. Here I'm just going to give it to you. Uh, You probably already know. It's your thing. It's your passion. It's the thing that you have heart for. Muse. Noun. Number two. A person or personified force who is the source of inspiration for a creative artist. Now you might say, Aaron, I'm not creative. But think about it. A person or personified force who is the source of inspiration. Your source of information, inspiration, the thing that gets your heart beating a little bit more, the thing that captivates your mind, the one thing that said that that you are dedicated to bringing your energy to when we have all these thousands of voices bouncing around in our head uh front you know that that just jumped out of our phone into our eyeballs it's really hard to to focus on this muse when we have the news of the moment happening at you know rapid 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 pace and you know it, it's 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 an awful thing because usually the thing that we have to focus on is like one or two things but unfortunately the one or two things that might be newsworthy that we get from social media which might be valuable is also repurposed by hundreds of People. So not only do you get hundreds of news sources, you also get hundreds of opinions, uh, all coming at you with the same, uh, for for the same reason to get your attention and to grab your focus and to let you know something of uh, proposed value. But at the same time, it becomes value less because it takes you off of your mission. So just wanted to remind you, renew your focus, focus on your muse, not the news. The news will be there. And if it's really, really important, somebody will call you or somebody will bring it up in conversation. Focus on your thing, your source of inspiration, your personified force that you want to bring into the world, the thing that you want to contribute. And uh, that's kind of the number two takeaway from my vacay. I got one more for you. Don't click the podcast. Don't skip. Don't skip. Because right now, I want to tell you about how to implement the power of now. There's potential power in every single moment. And this fact tends to elude us. This is number three. 
the implement the power of now. This fact tends to elude us when we grow comfortable in our surroundings. The daily routine becomes rote. Our brain settles into a deep groove that avoids resistance and our biology leads us down a path to become a passive passenger of our own body committed to surviving, not thriving. If it sounds like I read that, it's because I did because I wanted to get this point across that habits have this tricky way of leading our self into a track. It's like a roller coaster that, you know, it only goes this one way. So it's a habit of going up and down and up and down. And it might be fun like the first, you know, few times, but if we're not careful, this fun can rob us from a whole nother ride that's just right across the street if we make the change that we need to make. And it could, if it's a really bad ride, get us sick. So the danger, there's nothing wrong with, with developing habits that help us be more productive, but the danger lies when habits keep us from our true potential uh, and it locks us away just for the sake of security. Like you might be, you might be saying, hey, but if I change this habit, I'd have to go on the loop-de-loop. But the loop-de-loop might be your break-free moment. So, uh, you know, this... This takeaway, this this realization came from the vacation because my because the, the the new environment helped me break free of these routines that I had uh, because we were gone, like we were forced to uh, to to new to to absorb new information and become aware of the present moment at all times because it's like you're on a schedule, you got to make the plane, you got to get off the plane, you got to. You know, get your package. You got to check in. You got to make sure that you don't have any metal, in, you know, in your pants, or you got to make sure that you got to do all this stuff. And um, you know, there there's immense power in this power of now. And you might think that I'm like some kind of woo woo BSer of saying like, woo, this mystical power of now. You got to tap into it. But science backs this up. So one of my favorite books. It's sitting right here. It's uh, the power. The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. The subtitle, oops, the subtitle is Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And it's about the science of productivity. It's like the science of habits, which is really, really uh, interesting. And in it, uh, Charles Duhigg explains one study where researchers observe the brains, the brain activity in rats. They probe them in the brain. And I guess rats have like similar brain structure to us. And uh, they, they observe brain activity in rats uh, when introduced to the same maze multiple times over. And they found that while our brains burst with activity when introduced to new surroundings, the more we interact with the same set of circumstances, the more efficiently our brains learn to navigate those circumstances. So we store this activity to conserve energy in the form of a habit. So you might say, yeah, and, but uh, like the summary that Charles offers is this, as each rat learned how to navigate the maze, its mental activity decreased. As the route became more and more automatic, each rat started thinking less and less. And you, you know, I don't know if you've heard this, but they talk about the rat race of life, which I just thought was kind of amusing to, to bring into this conversation. Uh, the rat race of life, because, you know, in the rat race, you go to the same job, 
You take the same route to work. You do the same thing when you come home. You eat the same meals. Hang out with the same people. And you do the same thing over and over and over again for months. And that's the rat race. And that's what a lot of people might be needing to break free from. Maybe it's you. And uh, But the thing is, you don't have to be a victim of it. You don't have to be uh, captured by that. You don't have to be imprisoned by all your habits. You just have to become aware that you have to take it you have to take in the power of now so when we don't seize the power of now our mind is fated to repeat whatever program is in our default mode vacation or just a time away i think 3 days is probably the the minimum to really break this stuff down but uh you know you could try two but three is probably the, the magic number. That's why four worked so well for me. Um, vacation breaks the habits of this work week and it ushers our brain into new territories uh, to explore. So like the rat going into a new maze for the first time, they're like, okay, where am I at? Is there a cat around? Am I going to get eaten? You know, what's the smell? What's this wall? What's this over here? You know, I'm going to turn this corner. I'm going to turn this corner. What's going on? So I, I got to figure out how to navigate. So when you're plotted into a new country, you're plotted into a new place that you've never been before your brain's like on on super awareness mode of like okay who's that guy and oh okay there's that building and blah 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 provided that you can put your phone up and focus um so thinking that was once automatic it it calls for your full attention and despite the extra energy that your brain has to exert this new environment is a perfect place to draw the best lessons from past experiences to inform your next action and will something new into build uh, into being. So, so you know, the, the the great thing about habits is that the the boring things that happen, you know, like or maybe not boring's, but um, like like driving or what have you, or uh, you know, some of those things that uh, uh, that are I, I don't know, maybe driving's a bad example, but um, you know. There, there are constructive habits like brushing your teeth, for example, um, that, you know, it doesn't really matter if you, you kind of autopilot that. But um, the, the, the magic of, of being able to kind of hack your habits and saying like, okay, well, what's something that's an automatic process that I could possibly eliminate? Um, eliminating that thing brings you into the power of now and instead of running away from it or running to something familiar that brings you this safe, secure, you know, dopamine rush or safe, secure, um, you know, passive behavior that doesn't actually bring anything new into your life, you can take the this awareness of the habit and say, well, if I know I do this activity, let's 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 alter um, this let's 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 take a different path uh actually a hint in the book and this isn't in the blog post uh a a uh, encouragement in the book is to play with the rewards he talks about the habit loop which is each each habit that we have has a cue a routine and a reward so the routine is probably the easiest thing to identify in your habit so identify the routine but then look back and say okay well why does that routine happen what's the cue what's the what's the you know button that presses that causes me to get thrust into this habit and then once you identify the cue you actually play with the reward not necessarily 
the routine. So you might, uh, which could motivate you to change the routine, but you, you, you play with the reward. So it's like you, you come into account with, with what causes the habit to start in the first place. And then instead of saying, I'm going to do this routine to get X reward, you say, what could I do to get Y reward that might be, you know, more, uh, that might have a similar, um, effect, but not a damaging result. So, by the book, <laughs> he explains it uh, way better than I do. Um, the link uh, to buy it is, of course, in the blog post. But, of course, you can just do a search, I guess. Um, so, anyway, that is the three reasons, uh, the three things that I learned in Vacation from Mexico, my vacay takeaways. I hope you enjoyed this uh, little bit of podcast action on the StrongCom podcast. I'm uh, thinking about this, you know, this Friday. I've got a microphone to use. I've got people that are really interesting in my life that I want to talk to. It's, you know, this podcast is here and um, I just got to schedule the time to do it. So if you're listening to this, you want to talk to me about communication, community, or anything else that has to do with, you know, how we come together and, uh, you know, do things like that for for people to have, you know, uh, to, to be encouraged, enriched, and empowered, please let me know and uh, we'll get, we'll have a good conversation. So uh, I appreciate you listening. Follow me on the socials at Aaron Dunn Works. That's two A's. R-O-N-D-U-N-N-W-O-R-K-S. Visit me on AaronDunn.Works, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a good one.